I mean, how could you be in a bad mood? We're talking about ice cream. <laughs> it's true. It's a good topic. And uh, I like ice cream. It's too bad I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Welcome to I Used to Know. I'm Scott. And I'm Steve. We're your hosts for this adventure into the past. Where we dive into things we used to know when we were kids that are no, no longer, longer true. Hey, Steve. Hey, Scott. So, do you remember when we were kids growing up, you know, in middle school, in the summertime? Oh, yeah. Summer was great. You're just playing outside in the yards, riding your bikes all over the place, having a good time outside. Those are the days. And then you heard it. Mm-hmm. It started in the distance, and then it got closer and closer. Yeah. Right? You'd hear the entertainer, which oh, meant... It's the ice cream man. The ice cream man is coming. <laughs> oh, man. I can still hear the jingling bells from that truck. And what would happen? We're all outside, and we just drop what we're doing. Drop the wiffle bat. Drop uh, the, our gloves. We all scatter. We're all running to go home. And I got run the money. Inside, got, the, got to get the money. So I, I run inside, and mom is there. And I'm like, mom, 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 mom. And she's on the phone. That's the worst. She's, and there's a wire to the phone. There's a wire to the phone, <laughs> and she's stuck. She's tethered. And I need money. And she's giving me that look, that mom look, which is just a minute, Stephen. I'm, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone with the finger up. You remember yeah. the finger up yes, and the look? absolutely. So, so the jingle is getting louder outside from the truck. <laughs> And I'm starting to panic. Mom, mom, you don't, you don't understand. Mom. And she she looks at me. I say, can I have a dollar? It's the ice cream man. Nothing. I get nothing from her. She's ignoring me. So I look out the window. I can see the truck now. The truck is out there. Kids are starting to gather around. And I'm in trouble because if I don't get out there, I'm not going to get my ice cream. Because he's going to just keep on going. Oh, mom. He's- He's on a mission. That's right. He's going to go to some other neighborhood Absolutely. and sell to some other kid. And our neighborhoods are pretty far apart, girl. Oh, it'd be horrible. So I have to dive in and I just go, Mom. And she turns to me and goes hands-free with the phone. You remember what that was at back in the 80s? Hands-free mode was you take the handset, you shove it into the crook of your, el- or yep. your, your shoulder, shoulder goes up. And the, the ear comes down. So now she's fishing through her purse. Rolling her eyes, hands free, the head is tilted 90 degrees to the side. She hands me a dollar, and I sprint out of the house. I'm jumping over furniture. I'm sliding down the banister. I get outside, and I run up to that uh, to that truck, which is now basically stuck inside of a mob of kids. And I wait my turn to get my ice cream. It's a snow cone. It's a creamsicle. It's a king cone. What else? The Bubble Bill. You remember Bubble Bill? I don't. And you know why? Why? Because I could never make it to the ice cream man. So I live too many slow. roads behind. It was like, you know, they had the main road and then a side road and a side side road and a side 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 road. And that's where I was. <laughs> so by the time the I heard the ice cream truck, it was basically like, even if I had something that can go sublight speed, there is no way I would <laughs> make it. All there. it did was taunt me. Like, <laughs> if you lived closer, you probably could get here. That's However, it. my kids here, mm-hmm. they got to the ice cream truck and they were well trained to the point where we had a little tiny money purse thing that would stay by the front door. Oh, that's so smart. And so when they would hear the truck, you we wouldn't even know. All of a sudden, you'd see two kids just bolt out the door <laughs> with the money thing in their hand. <laughs> they They're barefoot. 
I mean, I mean, they, they you know, that's, that's they can have their PJs on if they were like, you know, if it was, there, you know, if it was a lazy day, and they're just like ice cream. Oh, what a great idea! Just have money at the ready. Yep, <gasps> always ready to go. And um, so we were, we were all set. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so that if you haven't figured out um, yet, uh, today's episode is. I used to know that the ice cream truck was. The pinnacle of surprise for summer entertainment. The ice cream truck was the best thing about the summer. It was like cheers for kids. Yeah. <laughs> the ice cream truck would come out. Everybody would come out. Norm, Steve. <laughs> yep, exactly. Everybody knows your name with the ice cream truck. Absolutely. And you never knew when it was going to show up. So we had to practice constant vigilance. We had to have one ear to the wind, always being ready to pick up the first faint stanzas of a jingly bell off in the distance that we could then all jump into action. But you know, now that I'm an adult, I can't remember the last time that I saw an ice cream truck. And I, I can't even tell you if they still do exist. And if so, where do they all go? Well, they do because they they were coming around our neighborhood as uh, recent as two years ago. They have seemed to have stopped or my kids have lost lost the gift. They could be too old. They could be. Could be like Peter Pan. Yes. You know? Yes. But uh, I do know they still. I've seen them out there in in like soccer games and things like that. That makes sense, right? Whether it's large groups of kids. Yep. You'd find the truck and the entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so they're still around. So to find out where they went, I think we have to understand where they came from. Makes and sense. for that, we're going to need to know a little bit about the origin of the ice cream truck. <laughs> All right. That sounds like a perfect excuse to break out this Wayback Machine. And All right. I'm going to set the dial here to the 1800s right here in the U.S. of A. Um, oh, come on. Come on. You can't be serious. Every time I break out the Wayback Machine, I just you like it to go a little further back. <sighs> just a little further back. Okay. Well, so what are you thinking? I'm thinking like 50 A.D. Oh, come on. We're talking about the ice cream truck. I and you, know. And you were bringing us 2,000 years ago, almost. Well, so I'm thinking of maybe not ice cream truck. I'm thinking of like the original uh, Italian ice. Okay. Okay. Educate me. Okay. So the original Italian ice, we have to go all the way back to 50, 50 AD. That's what you said. That's 5 0. And we're talking about. Nero, not the bad guy from Star Trek, but <laughs> Nero, the emperor of Rome. Okay. And so every now and then he'd be like sitting there thinking, boy, it's hot. Yeah, I would. I'm hot. Uh, I'm looking for something yummy. You know what? I would love an Italian ice. <laughs> he just want ice. And if you're the emperor of Rome, what do you do? You yeah. send a troop out to the mountains to fetch snow. And so they would go fetch snow. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Nope. They would go fetch snow. They'd wrap it in straw and stuff to try to keep it from melting, at least all of it. They'd bring it back for the emperor. It's supposed to take days. I, can you imagine? <laughs> Talk about the ice cream man. All right. So, And then they would turn it, they would add fruits to it and honey, and they would turn it into the Italian ice of the day. So there you go. Bang. You got yourself an Italian ice truck. in Because it comes on this cart. This cart. Wrapped in straw. <laughs> from the mountains. From the mountains. All right, all right, that is applicable. I am surprised. <laughs> so, and this sort of thing is going to go on all throughout of history, right? People right. are going to harvest ice in the winter 
or from the mountains and turn them into confections for their upper class states people. Like mm. we'll call it the first, per, the one percenters the of one the time. Per, the one percent, there was one percenters back then. Back then, there, there were. There's always been one percenters, right. basically. Yeah, that's true. So they were the ones who can get it because, again, there was a lot of either, you know, storage or fetching or whatever. It was hard. You had to have ice and you mm-hmm. couldn't make ice. You had to collect ice. Yes. And in fact, even our founding fathers, they loved these confections, which I was surprised when I researched this, that ice cream sorbet, George Washington. George. Yes. Father of this country. Mm-hmm. First way president. Way back when. Way back when. Yep. One dollar bill, man. Yes. He loved ice cream. He did. Yes. And wooden teeth and all. He mm-hmm. yeah, wooden teeth. <laughs> And Jefferson, he loved it so much, but of course he was in the, with France. He was in France a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he really got the taste, I guess, over there. When he came back, he was like, hello, I want ice cream. <laughs> Just like in And France. so he created a vault for his ice, like an ice house, that, you know, buried it deep. Mm-hmm. He would go out and have people collect all of his ice, store it in the ice house, so that in the summertime, whatever would make it through to the summer would become his confection. Oh, hey, it's pretty smart. Yes. Now, but now the country is growing. And new immigrants are coming to the United States, and they they have their own recipes of different ice creams, sorbets, Italian ices. And you get into the mid-1800s here. Which is where you wanted to start. That was my starting point before you turn the dial on our Wayback Machine. And this is when the ice cream cart really started up in urban areas and cities. Their customers would come on out in the sweltering heat and buy a small dish of ice cream from this cart. They would eat the ice cream that was in the dish. They would lick that bowl clean because, you know, you paid for that ice cream. You want all of it. So you're just licking it so there's nothing left. Then you hand that bowl back to the guy who's at the cart. I'm sure he sanitizes it. He wipes it down with some nasty, dirty old rag, puts another scoop of ice cream into that bowl, and then hands it to the next customer in line. (laughs) <laughs> wow. You know, you know what they used to call that? Uh, Doug, what? Penny licks. Pen, penny licks. Okay, because you're licking you give them a penny, penny, you lick the bowl completely clean. <laughs> but people are licking the same bowl, so people start getting sick. Shocker. Yeah, go figure. This is the 1800s. I guess they don't care so much about all the, the sanitation and uh, and safety codes. and uh, So uh, people realize that if you go to this ice cream cart, you're going to catch some kind of a disease from this ice cream bowl. So then the next thing that evolved out of this little bit of commerce in the street is now the ice cream sandwich. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because now you don't have a bowl. By the Earl of Sandwich? <laughs> Not him. <laughs> but it, it's based on based that, on the uh, Earl. On, on that, that type of sandwich. So in between two edible you know, pieces of cookie almost, I guess you'd say, cake, and uh, ice cream in the middle, and in 1899... Uh, an unknown pushcart peddler took this ice cream and just squished it in between these graham crackers and called it the ice cream sandwich. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But, you know, I will point out, ice cream alone mm-hmm. had its own issues. Right? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, so, especially back then. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, you know, the early, you know, the late 1800s, early 1900s, or even further back. You know, milk mm-hmm. wasn't terribly safe, Right. People started getting sick eating ice cream, and some people even started dying. They, you know, there was there was outbreaks of people dying from eating ice cream from from the milk, from the milk, not like the penny milk. So okay. oh, it was, it's because the the milk is uh, not pasteurized. Not pa- yeah, that's right. It's not right? treated. It just comes. Right. Ugh. 
Yeah, so people start coming down with all sorts of common milk-borne illnesses like typhoid fever, scarlet fever, you know, septic sore throat, diphtheria, tuberculosis, and diarrhea. Oh, you can get all that just from milk? Yep, but keep in mind, you know, this was all solved, already solved, even before this, by Louis Pasteur. Pasteurizing. Right? He came up with the whole idea of pasteurizing, but it really wasn't until, like, the early 1900s that that became pretty commonplace. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that was the issue with the ice cream. It was unpasteurized milk then, but eventually the laws and processing and they came up with a faster way to process the milk that could kill more things with higher heat. And so anyway, uh, this is not a story about milk. This is a story about ice cream. <laughs> and uh, all the milkborne illnesses started to go away. So that kind of solved the problem. All right. So th- that solves that. So we, the milk is now better. We're not eating out of a bowl that other people are licking, so that's better. That's always a good thing. (laughs) We have the ice cream sandwich, but not to be outdone by that ice cream sandwich. In 1896, the ice cream cone is officially invented by Italio Marcione. Nice. Thank you. I wonder if he also invented the maraschino cherry. (laughs) I would would guess he's, he's at least related. Related. Yes. So he had the invention for this for this ice cream cone, but in the 1904 World Fair, which was in St. Louis that year, yeah, St. Louis, St. Louis, they brought the ice cream cone back into vogue when Ernest Hamley, he's, nice, yep, he's selling this crisp little waffle pastry in a booth right next to this other vendor who's selling all his ice cream, and when the ice cream vendor runs out of dishes, he looks over and. Ham Wee looks over to the other guy. He's like, your peanut butter got in my chocolate. <laughs> and he's like, no, your chocolate got in my peanut butter. It's an easy solution. You just take these these little waffle pastries and you put the ice cream in it. And then voila, you've got the ice cream cone. Or actually, then they even called it the ice cream cornucopia. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad they went to cone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too much too much to Too to hard. And yeah. Can you imagine putting on little signs? Oh, my God. Um, but... All of that leads us finally to the very first ice cream truck. Yes, yes, this is when it starts. And no one really knows for sure who did it. But there's a lot of people who kind of believe it was Harry Burt. Harry Burt, too. Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. All right. So in 1920, he just finished, he was a candy guy. All right. And he just finished creating a brand new lollipop. And you're going to love the name of this. Yeah, go for it. The Jolly Boy Sucker. <laughs> That's how he sold it. He sold it as the Jolly, Jolly Boy. Boy Sucker. <laughs> and we kind of talked about names like this when we were doing the television, the cartoon one. Right. right. <laughs> but the names back then were kind of interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. So he just created the Jolly Boy Sucker. Okay. Uh, and it had a wooden handle. And the, and the lollipop was like a ball of candy on top. Yeah. All right. So okay. that was his thing. And then, so he said, you know, ice cream's becoming big. I'm going to make a new ice cream novelty. So he decided to take things like coconut oil and cocoa butter and try to make a, you know, a smooth coating on the top of ice cream. But the problem is when he did it, everything would melt all over people's hands when they did it because they would just grab it and they'd just start eating it. It was melting. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah. And then his daughter kind of grabbed a stick from the Jolly Boy sucker and just shoved it into the (laughs) ice cream. And the guy was like, holy cow, and that's the good uh, good humor bar. See, it was born out of, yep, just somebody just grabbing a stick and shoving it into this mm-hmm. chocolate-covered ice cream. They had a need, and they, they basically invented ice cream on a stick. Yep. The good humor bar. And that's the American way, everything on a stick. <laughs> on a stick. All right, so if you're listening, 
you might be wondering where does the truck part then come in, right? And so during this time period when we're putting ice cream on steaks. Yeah, you made the good human bar. He didn't make the truck. That's right. It's just the bar. But it's also the same time period when the car business was starting to rapidly expand, right? This is the era era of um, Henry Ford and all, all these new cars coming out onto the, uh, onto the roads. And Bert, he looked for a way to combine the demand for this ice cream with the new automotive technology that's coming out. And he invested in uh, 12 trucks that were refrigerated. And he hired professional drivers in these really nice, white, crisp uniforms um, to kind of like show people that they were clean and safe. And you're not going to die like you used to when you ate ice cream? (laughs) This is not your old penny lick bowl, right? (laughs) And so he's got these people in these refrigerated trucks looking very nice, driving around to distribute the new confection all across the city. The next step forward, Bert borrowed bells from his son's bobsled. Can you say that three times? Huh? <laughs> Probably can't. <laughs> Lucky I got through it once. So he has, he, he has these bobsled bells, which I, I guess was a thing back then. And, and you didn't takes, have any? <laughs> he takes the bells for the bobsled. He puts it on one of the, one of the trucks in order to kind of like uh, stir up some excitement from the children in the neighborhood, right? Get some get some jingly noise going with uh, this uh, ice cream truck going through the neighborhood, and he would go around and have the have the drivers take the same route around so that this truck was a familiar part of everybody's day. It was. You knew that the ice cream truck was coming around a certain time. It was going to be at this intersection, and oh, by the way, there's this little jingly bell noise from the... Uh, to warn you I'm coming. Yeah. yeah. Get your money ready. So it was just Here I come. Genius marketing. And then those the, the bell noise would eventually be turned into giant music boxes that were attached to these trucks and they would play these songs that everybody knew like Turkey in the Straw or Dear Ears Hang Low. Pop Goes the Weasel was another Pop, one. Pop Goes the Weasel. And a classic. Of course. And started off the podcast with this. The Entertainer. The Entertainer. Oh, I can still hear it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> bump, bump. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know, so from the 20s to the 60s, thousands of good humor men would drive around this nation. And in fact, many of them became more popular than like firefighters and letter carriers. <laughs> they're like they're like the, 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 the central pinnacle guy. Exactly. Person in the, Everybody uh, knew in the they're a good humor person, but they, they may not have known anyone else. They didn't know the police necessarily, but you knew, <laughs> you know, the, the, the good humor man. And in fact, uh, there's been towns that when like people would get changed, like their routes would get changed, like they would, people would write petitions that have their good humor man go brought back to their neighborhood and stuff. So, but I want to point out mm-hmm. there, the good humor men were not the only game in town. Oh yeah. There are different companies. Oh yeah. Well, I'm specifically thinking about two brothers in Philadelphia. Who are they? Uh, William and James Conway born in Philadelphia, born and raised <laughs> <laughs> they spend most of their time on the playground. These days, yeah. So uh, in 1950, they had their own idea. They were like, okay, this good humor guy's got this stick thing and he's running around and that. But you know what? What? He, they said, you know, soda shops, 
they were becoming very, they were very popular. They became very popular because of prohibition, right? So everybody still needed some sort of vice. So these bars turned into soda shops and then uh, people would, you know, when the prohibition was lifted, people were still keeping these soda shops there. So they would have all sorts of sodas and confections. And one of the things that became a big thing in the 50s was soft serve ice cream. So they had soft serve ice cream that they would put it, you know, they would serve at these soda shops. And they were like, hey, you know, we should sell soft serve too. So they, you know, America's idea is everything could be on a stick. Mm -hmm. The other idea is everything could be sold from a truck. (laughs) Put the ice cream in a truck and drive around. So they, they put together a truck that had a big old soft serve ice cream machine in it. And they went out and they started making soft serve ice cream trucks. Excellent. And the only problem they had in the early days was that, well, with the generators and condensers and everything. Oh, that's right. They have the whole soft serve ice cream machine in there. Yes. Yes. Like the good humor people started with dry ice before they got to refrigeration right. and stuff. But but these guys have like, they've got to run on basically a small generating plant there to keep off everything running. Off of a running. truck. Off of a truck. <laughs> and these trucks would often overheat. And so they would run out of ice cream and have to open doors to cool down the thing before they could keep going. So the early days were a little rough yeah. for these guys. But but they they kept on to it and they kept going. And they kept, um, you know, serving the Philly masses with their soft serve ice cream. And do you know what they would eventually be called? Uh, let's see, uh, the, the, the Philly Ice Cream Brothers. Nope. They were Mr. Softy. Oh, I've heard of Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And what's interesting is that even though the Good Humor trucks eventually get phased out in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Good Humor decides, hey, you know what? This truck thing's really expensive and less people are coming to these things. But you know where the real money is? You know, it's <laughs> like... Like uh, almost in Spaceballs, the movie, it was like merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> they were like, you know what it is? It's putting it in supermarkets and having buy everybody That's buy. That's right. Yeah, you go into the ice cream aisle and it's all this to good this humor. day, and it's tons of the good strawberry humor. shortcake. The uh, exactly. all the good humor bars. So they were like, we're done with the truck thing. We're They're just going to focus on what's easier to do and manage, which is give it to grocery stores. They're in the Hannaford, and of course, grocery stores were becoming bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Softy, they still have over 700 trucks across 15 states. <laughs> All right, Mr. Softy, they're they're uh, they're doing it old school. They are. They're going to continue the tradition of bringing everyone soft serve on a truck. All right. So, so Steve. Yep. You got anything else? Oh boy. Well, we talked about a lot. Um, I in my research, I did come across um, uh, some new advances in the ice cream truck, and now different uh, colors. Uh, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit more than that. So, uh, parents now through their phone or through their their tablet their device oh they can track the ice cream truck on on gps or with gps that's like cheating it, it, it's like cheating. it's totally cheating well it, it also it it allows you to distract the kids when you don't want to bring them to the ice cream truck so you get them down in the basement they can't hear the, it'd be like sending a text message to everybody in your neighborhood i'm here come get my ice cream <laughs> which is probably a brilliant idea but <laughs> someone's gonna do that soon so yeah, the GPS on an ice cream truck—it just—it—it it, it seems like that's naturally where it's going to go in the in in you know the internet age right now. But it just seems so out of place with how I remember the ice cream truck. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you? Oh, oh, I got something. Yeah. What do you have? Oh, and it's about it's about war. We're talking we're talking about ice cream trucks. I know, and we're not talking about serving ice cream at wartime. Uh huh. I'm talking about warring ice cream trucks. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. Okay, so we've got we've got like different ice cream truck factions. Oh yeah. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Oh yeah. So bring, bring me through this. Okay, so this takes place 
at the greatest city in the world. <laughs> another, in, another Hamilton reference. It is, because in New York City, you know, it's where you can be a new ice cream man. <laughs> okay. Yep. The battle is between our formerly discussed Mr. Softy. All right. I, yep. I remember them from five minutes ago. Yeah, that's right. Versus our young and scrappy <laughs> upstart New York ice cream. And appropriately named. Yes. Okay. And it all starts in 2013. Oh, that's only a few years ago. I know. Oh, this is recent news. This is not like... This uh, isn't... No. This is not like Gangs of New York. No, this is like, feel free to Google any of this and go, oh my God, this is real. <laughs> okay. Okay. So 2013, New York City, we've got yep. New York ice cream versus Mr. Softy. Yes. Right. So it starts in 2013. Mr. Softy is selling ice cream all over New York City, right? Mm-hmm. And a former driver, Dimitrios Konstantikokos... Very good. Uh, helps put together a competitor. All right. And this competitor's name is Master Softy. Oh, you're kidding. You can Master Softy instead of Mister? Instead of Mister. It's Master Softy. Oh, that is, that's copyright infringement. It's got to well, be. Well, now you need to know, Master Softy's truck looked pretty similar to Mr. Softy. <laughs> the, the only difference is, is an A instead of the oh, I. But if you were to look at it back in 2013, they had the same kind of trucks with the blue bottom. Yeah. You know, like a blue wavy thing on the bottom. Their cups of ice cream and stuff looked the same. Their bow tie things that they would have, they were the oh, same. no. Their mascots were pretty much the same and they all played the same music. So these must be the bad guys. So, well, I don't know about bad guys. I mean, they're just they're they're just trying to make a deal on their own. Okay. So, all right, though, they've got basically the same name. They do. But so Mr. Softy isn't taking this line. Lying so, no. So, they sue Master Softy. Yeah. Uh, for a trademark infringement. We are a litigious society. Yes, and they win. So, so they I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Now, this takes us to 2016 where Master Softy says, "Okay, fine." We lost. Mm-hmm. I know what we should do. Go home? Nope. Rename ourselves. Oh. And we are now called New York Ice Cream. Okay. That is that is very different from Mr. or Master Softy. It is. And to this day, they're still called New York Ice Cream. Okay. All right. And they also have to change the way their trucks look and their mascot and <laughs> the songs. <laughs> and everything. Right. Because all of that stuff infringed on Mr. Softy. Oh, it was basically Mr. Softy. Right. But they weren't exactly necessarily following what they said they would do necessarily. Oh, really? So Mr. Softy yeah. hires private investigators. You're kidding me. Nope. There is Mr. <laughs> Softy ice cream pi- private eye. Go, go, go follow these trucks exactly. and get me pictures of them in compromising positions. <laughs> exactly. Are they playing my music? <laughs> exactly. Wow. So, wow. so they hire private eyes to go tail the New York ice cream trucks. Because they want, they're like, I don't want to make sure you're not infringing on any of our stuff. This is insanity. Yes. And this is where it gets real interesting. Okay. So the New York Times, not, not, you know, this is pretty good. You can go Google off the New York Times. They report of drivers of New York ice cream. When they see these private eyes, mm-hmm. yeah, they start fights. Physical fights. Physical fights. And there's also known bully task, uh, tactics against Mr. Softy drivers. Really? Yeah. So, like, if Mr. Softy goes to Midtown, New York, like, New York ice cream trucks will, like, surround the truck, and their trucks and drivers will start banging on the windows of the Mr. Softy. They're harassing the, the ice cream man? At least this is all according to the New York Times. I want to point out that I did not witness this okay. myself. Allegedly. But, yeah. So... But this is what they reported. 
Oh and, my gosh. Yes. And I remember hearing this in the news, things like this. Uh, in fact, it gets to the point where Mr. Softy Drivers, yeah, they're carrying baseball bats. <laughs> You're kidding me? No. They're, they're in the truck and they're protecting themselves <laughs> with baseball with bats. With like the Louisville Slugger. <laughs> yeah. Just in case four other ice cream trucks surround them <laughs> in an ambush. Yep. 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 Crazy. I know. And all this, all of this caused judgments against New York ice cream for like $10,000. And they ended up being banned from certain areas of Midtown. So okay, there's like restraining order 50 yards away something. from any yeah, I, Mr. Softy truck. But, but yeah. the battle still continues. You're, we can go to New York City and, and it's still see going on. some of this. So um, there are areas that Mr. Softy is just afraid to go to. Any, any really big, busy location, they're like, yeah. we're not going to go there. Even though Mr. Softy still has like 126 trucks yep. and like New York ice cream has like 46. Oh, okay. So they got numbers. They got numbers, but they're like, there are areas that we just will not go. And uh, in the words of New York ice cream, we own Midtown. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, these are like the, the, the ice cream heavies. Yeah. 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 So... How about that? I, I can't believe Ice cream wars. that. You are not making this up. Nope. If, if no, I, go, if Google, I looked, go to your favorite Google machine and put in stuff, New York Times, all that stuff. It's all real. Ice cream wars in New York amazing. City. Yep. Yep. And I remember seeing it in the news growing up when this happened. You know, not growing up. I mean, we were yeah. just talking a few years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, That's, crazy. That is. So, so Steve. No, yeah. What is your favorite ice cream treat? Uh, that's a good question. So, and there's so much, right? Um, I mean, my kids, I think they'd probably go with SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, a lot of people go with like they the, do the the, the which really doesn't confections. look like when they take it out of that bag. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry, those gumball things or whatever yeah. for eyes. It's yeah, like they're, melting they're everywhere. It's like yeah, and like the the, the uh, smiles all. It's not off. exactly what you think is gonna look like, but they seem no. to enjoy it. Okay, well, I think it's more for that character. For me, for me, I would say um, I like the king cone because it's just. It's a little bit bigger than some of the other treats that you get out of that truck, and it's all covered in chocolate, and and the cone itself, the cone has got that, that kind of like fake crunch, which is really just chewy rubber cone, right? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. Yes. It's like it's like a graham cracker that turns I'm, somewhat gummy. That's right. Yeah. And, it, and it, it, there's nothing else like it. A king cone. That's what I'll go with. Yeah. So. How about you? Well, so mine, I would say, is the Choco Taco. The t- oh, but see that—that's kind of cheating because that's not from when we were kids. No, that's a new thing. It is a new thing. That's, a, that's an advancement. If, if I wanted to go cream. back to the old ones, right? Yeah. If I think about like the classic stuff, mm-hmm. all right. First of all, I was never one of those icy guys or like rocket ice thing. No, mm-hmm. I want the evil ice cream. Thank you. And my personal favorite would have been the grasshoppers. Oh, the, the mint. The mint. Yes. 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 So yes. they're like they're like a good humor bar, but they also have a minty mm-hmm. ice cream in the middle. So it's like a minted chocolate. That's a very good choice. Yes, the yeah. grasshoppers. I'd go with that too. And they were green, like grasshoppers. <laughs> they didn't really have grasshoppers in the kids, in case you don't know what a grasshopper is. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway, you have any other thoughts? Um, no, no, I'm, I'm good at this point. How All about right. you? No, I'm good. So I hope you like this episode of I Used to Know. Uh, you know, we can't stop talking about it. We're on iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast. Mm-hmm. That's also a new thing these days, Google Podcast. And we're on it. So not just Google Play, but pod, you know, Google Podcast has their own thing, and we're there too. Uh, so, But you could also get us anywhere you get your podcast fix. Uh, if you like what you heard, hey, give us a rating in iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe. 
you know, all that stuff helps other people find us. If you have any suggestions or comments or you want to strike up a conversation, hey, we're doing a podcast. We love to talk. We like to talk to each other. We'd love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, why not leave us a message over on Facebook where I, I, I used to know or at Twitter at I used to know pod. Uh, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Hey, thanks as always to our amazing Stevie Jump for our theme song. And thanks for listening. Threes and eights. Talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody.